Hey there, and welcome to Eat, Sleep, Create, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who need encouragement, motivation, and inspiration. I'm your host, Caitlin Swanson of 16th Street Society, where I work as a photographer, podcaster, educator, and small business strategist. Today, I'm interviewing Bryce Waller, a friend and fellow podcaster. Bryce and I talk about podcasting, being creatives who are pursuing different paths, combating the fear of failure, and what methods we each use to make sure we get stuff done. So let's get into it. Thanks for being here. Of course, yeah. Let me interview you and going through the last 20 minutes of my technical difficulties. <laughs> we all have them, yeah. It was it was fun. Um, we're here now and we're, we're ready. So for those of you out there who do not know, Bryce has his own podcast called Screaming with Bryce that you can go and should go look up and listen to. Um... This one, which I've told uh, Bryce this already, but for the rest of you, it's going to be a little bit more conversational, less less interviewee than all of my other episodes thus far. Um, Bryce is someone who we we've had many, many, many a conversation about creativity and the desire to be more creative and the struggle that comes with that, especially while you are working a job that is maybe not necessarily in a creative field <laughs> totally yeah. um, that not not a nine to five but still you know you're you're clocking in and doing work that doesn't necessarily fire you up so we're just gonna chat about that and what both of us are doing about that individually and then we've had a a meetup not that long ago what was it in november yeah, we're, we're dating ourselves, but yeah, I think it was. <laughs> I think last one was in November. Yeah, yeah. So it's been about two months, and we had that mm-hmm. meetup and just shared um, creative goals, goals for our podcast and other creative outlets, and what we want to be doing to try to, you know, in an effort to keep each other accountable. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Two months later, we have not met again. But <laughs> this is kind I of our, like our on-air meeting. Totally. And I feel like I've, I've like, I got so much out of that that I've just been like running <laughs> on those fumes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all along. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So first we're going to talk about your podcast, um, which is Screaming with Bryce. And I pulled from your SoundCloud. It says a pop culture music and television podcast. Uh-huh. Which is what I have found to be true when I listen to it. It is about those things. <laughs> oh, uh, that's my, great. <laughs> my favorite episode to date is still the Handmaid's Tale one with Morgan. Mm. Absolutely. Shout out to Amazing. Morgan. So for those of you listening, if you watched Handmaid's Tale, listen to it. If you have not watched Handmaid's Tale yet, do not listen to it. <laughs> like it you will just just go watch watch it and then listen. Right. Anyway, so Bryce and I know each other from work. We work at a restaurant um, where we met doing their coffee bar and mm-hmm. cocktails, which is fun and semi-creative, but not the most, like, you know, <laughs> fulfilling career right. as far as a creative goes. So right. from doing that to um, starting your podcast, like, what... Talk talk us through a little bit how that podcast came to be and like all of all of that. Yeah, totally. Like, so so um, before words. before this 
um, job. I was previously barista at Starbucks and that's when I started having, cause you know, at, at Starbucks, it's even more like mechanical. You even have, yeah. have less like control creatively. Um, and so I, I was like trying to figure out ways to, um, like express myself or like do something with all this creative energy that I harbor. Not to, not to say that I'm like, some like crazy creative, but I do have, I do find that I like have more of that energy than a lot of my friends. And so, um, I kind of came up with an idea to do a podcast when they were just like first, you know, first starting to get big. Um, and I mean, I, I love pop culture. I've always loved pop culture and that's the topic that I most talk about. So it made sense for that to be, uh, my podcast topic. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, um, I, the title just kind of came to me and the idea kind of came to me and I wanted it to be, you know, like a series of conversations I had with my friends. Um, I think this is something we're going to get into, but it, they kind of came from, um, you know, like the fear of failure and just being like, look, even if I don't put it out to the public, I'll have these conversations with my friends about pop culture, from the year of our Lord 2015 and like (laughs) that will be, that will be fine. Like worst case scenario, no one will hear it, but I'll have those. And that will be like a cool kind of scrapbook type thing. Um, but like, so, I mean, I planned it for a long time. Like I had the idea like two years before I ever bought a microphone. Mm -hmm. Um, which you probably know that feel with certain creative endeavors. Absolutely. Um, And so, when I finally started it, when I finally started doing all the research and really getting into it, um, I found that like, it doesn't matter if no one listens to it. It doesn't matter if it's not popular. It's like fulfilling that specific part of my, my creativity. Um, and so I was like, you know what, this isn't a private thing. This is for everyone, but we'll just see. Um, so I've been doing it for over a year now, I think I'm almost to a year and a half. And I'm like changing up the format, but I'm just going with it because it's fulfilling me. So, yeah, I I noticed today when I went to look um, that you had like three or four newer episodes up that I hadn't seen yet. And I noticed mm-hmm. that there were three like three days in a row. There was one each day. Yeah. Uh, and are those all just like just you talking? Because I have obviously I haven't listened to him yet because I just saw it. Yeah. So I um, it's. I, it's something I never did before. Cause like I said, the original conceit was like me plus a guest, that guest is one of my friends. We're talking about specific topics. Um, but I'm kind of like reformatting into like me more of an interview style and more just like, um, community based. So more like about the OKC community. Mm-hmm. Um, but still with like that pop culture, um, topic ingrained in, in, in the interview. Um, and so to finish out the year, I always love to do like end of year lists. So I did just three quick episodes. Um, I just like batch recorded them all and then, um, about different topics. So there's one that's all about the music of 2017. There's one that is the TV of 2017. And then there's one that's like everything else. It's like a catch all. Um, and I'd never recorded like alone before. Mm -hmm. And it's such like a weird experience if you've only ever recorded with somebody else. Yeah. (laughs) And it took me a while to like get into it and to be like, okay with it. Because usually I can justify it by saying like, okay, that other person sounds really great. Like they're, you know, they're contributing to the conversation. But when it's just you, it's so nerve wracking because you have like a more of a need for it to be perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, when I, when I, 
I haven't released any yet, but when I recorded my first ones that were just me, right? they were so bad. And I was like, not, I did not realize how much I was relying on the other right. person. Totally. And so I had to, I had to stop and do them several times because it just, they weren't flowing right. It felt right. like kind of forced and it was just like this mess. By the way, to everyone and to you, I am trying so hard to stop saying like so mm. much in my interviews. Yep. I will listen back to them and hear it. And then I hear it again and again and again and again. So if you're someone that is very annoyed by that, I'm sorry. I know about it and I'm working on it. <laughs> I would like to also issue a disclaimer. Mine is um. Mm. And it mm-hmm. was in those last couple of episodes, it was just constant. All the time. And I was like. Where did this come from? <laughs> yeah. And I I feel that I don't I okay. I would like to say I don't use the word like as much right. in everyday conversation, but I know that I do. Right. And so it's making me aware. I have stopped myself from saying it about ten times already. Right. Already. <laughs> We've been recording for ten minutes. <laughs> Whatever. So you had mentioned that when you were getting started and thinking about your podcast and making moves for it. You said, you mentioned, you know, even if no one else listens, this is just for me and my friends, um, which is great. And I'm wondering for you, because I know how I feel about this and I'll share in a minute, but for you that the sentiment, like even if no one else listens, how, true is that for you day to day like putting stuff out there and maybe not having it received by a lot of people yeah um so i mean i think it's kind of like packaged in the like how much time we put into the things that we put out publicly Mm -hmm. and so a lot of times if i put a lot of work into something and then like i don't get even even like people close to me that I would expect to like interact with the thing or see the thing, if I don't get enough of those people, then I do feel like that is kind of a hit. You know, you do yeah. kind of feel like, um, was it even worth it for me to put all that work into it? Um, but I'm really trying to shift to a, like I said, it's fulfilling me. Not I'm not doing this for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely I definitely feel that. Um, if people aren't, <laughs> cause obviously your intention is to have a lot of people interact with it. And a lot of people like enjoy the thing that you made, even if it's like a small thing, even if it's like a social media post, even yeah. if it's like, yeah. but then especially when you put out an hour long podcast right? and you're like, Oh, well I put a lot of work into that. There's a lot of prep. There was a lot of like post work. Like right. there's a lot in production of podcasting and so it's it does kind of feel like a hit whenever no one sees it hears it yeah I I know for me I can maybe think for about five minutes after I put something out oh does it matter if no one if no one listens to it and then five (laughs) minutes later I find myself thinking why has no one liked it? Why is no one right. commenting? Why has no one said anything about it? And it just stresses me out. Yeah. But then, you know, I always like come down from that and can like right. 
calm down and relax and step away from it. I usually have to put my phone away so I'm not checking Instagram right. every five seconds or Facebook or whatever to see if people are interacting with it. I'm like, okay. And I found more and more that the more time goes by, the more people have actually said, oh, I listened to this episode with so-and-so, which was maybe like, you know, the second one I did. And I'm like, oh, totally. oh that was like a long time ago. Right. <laughs> so maybe it's just something it, that takes a minute for people to yeah. get. And you, I mean, you really, you want the instant gratification. Like you yeah. want to put something out and for everyone to immediately, like if you're going to hear it, I want you to hear it then. And it doesn't work like that. I mean, I've had so many people, like I've had so many people go back and listen to my podcast from the beginning and been like, oh, that was such a great episode. And I'm thinking, okay, but that episode was in 2016. Yeah. Like that was so long ago. Yeah. And so that's kind of hard sometimes. Luckily I have like a, I feel like I don't struggle as much with the numbers as other people do. Like a, like a comment or like somebody telling me in real life, Mm -hmm. um, that they enjoyed something or interacting with it or like answering a question I ask, um, means a lot more to me than like a certain number of likes or a certain number of listens. Mm -hmm. But I get that that's really hard for a lot of people. And like the numbers are what (laughs) matters. So it's like, yeah, I mean, they are and they aren't. And I know, I know for me, I think one of the things that kind of trips me up is how invested in Instagram I am because right. Instagram is super numbers based. Right. And so it's it's hard to look at it and not think, you know, I have a thousand followers, but only 13 people listen to this episode. I'm like, right. why aren't they listening? <laughs> right. um, anyway, I just wanted to know how you felt about that because I know it's something that I kind of struggle with and I can be like oh it doesn't matter how many people and then I'm like no really it matters it matters a lot to me totally um kind of on that same note do you like what when you release an episode Uh and you've published it where you publish it um what then do you promote it in some way do you put it on other platforms or does it just kind of is it just there so this is kind of tied into like my general feeling about the like first phase of my podcast being like a trial run kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but i've been trying a lot of different stuff um over the first year of the podcast i have definitely done like um upload it on i use soundcloud upload it on soundcloud Um, and then like immediately start promoting it and, you know, like tweeting about it, letting people know, maybe posting an Instagram story, um, those kinds of things. I've like toyed around with doing like my personal social and my like, cause I like have accounts for the podcast, Mm -hmm. um, on Twitter and I'm starting a new one on Instagram right now. Um, so like I've toyed around with doing it that way and just like seeing what the numbers are like, but those things are really hard to track and it's hard to know like who is, you know, like who just happens to be online that day or like who just happens to see your post. Um, so what I tend to do is post the episode and then like at least give it some mild promotion and then try to like space out the promotion over the next maybe week, Mm -hmm. just like asking a question or, um, like, making a response in the like Twitter thread where I had started it so that mm-hmm. it will pop back up onto people's feeds, things like that. Um, but it's hard to know what to do and it's hard yeah. to like know what is successful. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely find 
too, that I end up feeling pushy or overly (laughs) self-promoting if I, if I, um, promote it too much because what ends up happening for me is I'll put one out there and I'll promote it on all my platforms that day, maybe the next day. And then that's pretty much it. Then it's done. And I don't think about it again. And, but I, you know, I still expect people to somehow magically find it, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm not promoting it again. And I realize that's not smart. (laughs) For me. Well, it's like, yeah, I think, I think we're like coming from fundamentally different places because I am like to my core, a Twitter person. Yeah. And like, I know how like invested in Instagram you are. Yeah. And so it's like, I can have someone comment a week later on the tweet talking about the, that specific podcast episode. And then I can retweet that. I can interact with that. People can see that there's mm-hmm. still a conversation revolving around that. Whereas an Instagram you can like their comment. I mean, yeah, exactly. You could screenshot it and put it on your story if you wanted, right. but like, it's just not the same kind of conversation. So I think right. that's also an interesting. I might have to learn Twitter from you. Oh, totally. It's, it's been such a long time since I've been on Twitter because I'm just <laughs> the more visual. I want right. the pictures of Instagram. I tolerate Facebook. <laughs> right. Um, and I just, I gave up on Twitter a long time ago, but maybe I should get back, get back on it. I don't know. I don't know. It's fun. It can be fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So this was mentioned earlier um, and I knew that I wanted to talk about this, but let's discuss not getting started because we're afraid to fail. <laughs> it's just like the story of my entire life. Mine too. Mine too. And I know when we met up in November, that was something that we talked about. And, you know, part of the reason for meeting up was to make that stop, was to kind of get in front of it and say, hey, we're going to tell another creative the things that we want to do. That way we feel more compelled and motivated to actually do it instead of just being like, no, I can't do that. I'm going to stop. Right. (laughs) So what it like was that for you? Was that meaning helpful? Have you found other things that have been helpful? What do you what do you kind of do to get around this feeling of I'm not going to start because I don't want to fail? So, I mean, I think that uh like the last meeting that we had was really helpful because when if I will just like take a few moments out of my day to focus on like the creative part of my brain, I mean, I, I have ideas. Like I have stuff that I want to try and stuff that I'm really excited about. Um, so for me, that meeting was really helpful because I took time to prepare before it and because I got so much out of it. Um, and I'm, I'm like still fired up from that. I'm still like, Oh, I have these ideas that I want to do. I know like that in a few months I might not feel that same way, which is why I think like, the follow through is me texting you and saying, Hey, where's your episode this week? Like, weren't you supposed to put out an episode this week? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which to receive that text would be horrifying. But (laughs) yeah, I'm, I'm over here. Like, don't text me that, (laughs) (laughs) but I would love to get those texts because I'm like, Oh wow. Like I'm actually like somebody, somebody cares. Like somebody is waiting for this. Um, so like, I think the, the, like, 
generation of ideas that comes out of that was really helpful to me. And it's made me want to do it more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about all of that. Um, I know I'm kind of the, I have all the ideas all the time right. and no follow through. Right. <laughs> totally. It's not, I mean, some of it's out of laziness. A lot of it is just out of genuinely thinking it's going to fail and not wanting to put totally. forth the effort if it's not going to work. And that, that ends up stressing me out even more because then I never do anything and then I feel kind of right. like I'm wasting away creatively and realizing I'm going to be stuck in this job forever and right. or some job. It won't be the job that I have now because <laughs> um, yeah. that's not sustainable. But yeah, it's, a, it's not a fun place to be in where mm-hmm. you know that you have this great idea and it could be something really amazing but you just, you can't, you don't, you just don't. The fear of failure is like way too much. It's why I spend so much, even after having the idea and being excited about it, I spend so much time like trying to perfect it before I like put it to use. And that's insane. Like I should be like jumping in there immediately and seeing what works and what doesn't work. Um, But it's, it's the idea of like, someone not like someone seeing your product that's not finished Mm -hmm. and it's it it like eats away at my brain yes and this was something else that we had talked about in that meeting about um well kind of about being um a little afraid upset by the thought of someone going back and listening to the very first episode of our podcast (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) because obviously they're not good. The first one, the first anything is not right. good. But as as a creative and as I think not just any creative, but like a specific personality type that wants it to be, you know, the 10 years from now finished product right, <laughs> right when you start. It's so yeah. hard. It's so hard because you know you can't. You know you can't get it there at the beginning. But mm-hmm. But you also know you can't grow it and have it become better if you never do it right and it's like it's this horrible like situation that you get caught in of i want it to be this perfected 10 years from now version but i don't want to start because it's not that right like you can't get from one to the other right so it's like what's the solution like do you have to just like say okay February 1st, like, it doesn't matter what state it's in, I'm releasing it. Yeah, I mean, I think Do you think have to give yourself deadlines? Do you have to, like... For me, so for me, what I have to do is someone has to expect it. So, right. for instance, for a very long time, I have wanted to put together a photography guide for new clients. Right. Um, but I haven't done this. And it's mm-hmm. been years that I've been thinking about doing this. And I just never did it. And the other day I decided, not the other day, this is a while ago, but I decided to run an ad for photography services, offering a percentage off. Uh, and I got an inquiry from it. And it was because I got that inquiry and she was like, I want to know more information. And I thought to myself, I could just sit down and type out an email response and mm-hmm. it could be kind of boring and bland and probably exactly what she's expecting. Or right. 
I can sit down and make this guide that I've been talking about making for years. Right. And kind of like wow this person and hopefully draw them in. Mm-hmm. And that's what it took. I mean, I sat down yeah. two hours later, I had it done. And there's right. kind of this moment of that only took two hours and I've been putting this off for years. Right. Absolutely. Years. It's insane. So that's what, it, that's what it has to be for me is knowing someone's expecting it kind of now. Right. Like you have to do this next. Yeah. <laughs> like this is important right now. And for all of the interviews that I've done, some of them have taken months to get up and it, totally. it, it like gnaws at me that like mm-hmm. this person knows that we interviewed months ago and they're probably thinking, why is it not up yet? Was it not good enough? Yeah. And that totally stresses me out. So I try, I'm trying to get better about putting them up as soon as they're done. I'm trying to not stress about them being perfect. Right. And I was typing out an editing guide for myself the other day as I was editing editing one. And one of the Mm -hmm. steps was, remember, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Followed closely by tell myself to stop saying like so much. (laughs) (laughs) And also that's awesome because I think I say that's awesome a lot. Every time someone says something about what they're doing, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. It's just like mildly interesting when you call it awesome. (laughs) Like, stop. Like, find better words to use. So, we both have the Starbucks background. Mm -hmm. We both have the same job now, which I never see you at. I've (laughs) never. Since you've been back, I've seen you once. once. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's because you don't work weekends and I don't work during the week. Right. Um, So, we just trade off like that. Anyway. So, what is it? We I know we talked about in our meeting in November. Um, goals of eventually making money on our own and not having to go and clock in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how are you feeling about that now? Has anything changed for you? Are you more okay with the clocking in somewhere? Less okay with it? I... I feel like we are on different journeys. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, I feel like I have never had that stability um, of basically of a salary. Mm -hmm. So I like after graduating college, like I just continued my barista career. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, I mean, that's where I've been. Like I've had odd jobs and I've had like, you know, things that lasted a few months, but I have never been, like full-time office worker, um, where I can like count on that stability. Um, so that's something that I'm still seeking. I don't, I like the way that I, how do I say this? Like the way that, um, creativity works for me is that like, I have to have the time to like really, um, like absorb the creativity. Like I can't, like I can't, I can't have all this noise around me. I can't be doing other things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like our current position doesn't give me that time to do it. I feel exhausted after. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I mean, it's a lot of dealing with people. It really, I mean, I I just don't have the capacity to deal with that many people. So of course, whenever I leave work, I don't want to just like go home and like spend an hour meditating on like what I want my podcast to look like. You know, I mean, that's hard to do. Um, 
And so I am looking for something a little more soul-sucking, a little more, (laughs) uh, (laughs) you know, that will just kind of... um, let me like open up my mind in other ways. Um, but I mean, all that said, I'm still definitely looking into the avenues of like getting paid to, um, make this podcast that I'm spending so many hours on every week. Mm -hmm. That would be terrific. Like it'd be terrific if I could get us like a sponsor or like somebody to, um, like, like somewhere to like a podcast network basically. Yeah. Which I know that that's like such a new concept, especially for small markets. Um, but it is something I'm definitely still interested in, something I'm looking into. How are yeah. you feeling about it? <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say I think that that's really awesome that while we are doing similar things, we don't necessarily have to be headed down the same path. Totally, that yeah. You are looking for like you said, that stability, because it is, it, it, it is so nice to know what you're going to make every week. Right. I, I do miss that about like nine to five life. Um, that's the only thing I miss about it, Right. (laughs) but I do definitely, definitely miss that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with people wanting that. And I think a lot of the times creative people feel like, they shouldn't or they should try really hard to get out of those situations and do something else. And like, there's nothing wrong with it. If that's what you want to do and what makes you feel good and comfortable and what makes you like, gives you room for your creativity, do it, go for it. Me personally, I do not want that. Um, and I, but you also have experience doing it. So that's kind of like, I I have never really had like months on end. That's all that I'm doing. Um, and so uh, to me, it still seems like, you know, the grass is always greener. Like it always, it seems like something I would still be interested in. So we'll see. Which I mean, (laughs) maybe in the right job, I would love it. I don't know Mm -hmm. because my experience with the office life was, um, for two months straight and then a couple years later for one month. (laughs) And that's how long I lasted in those jobs. Um, that, and that's just, I just don't. I just don't work that way. I can't do it, but I gave it a shot more than once. Um, And what I've had to do now, because I had last year, I had six months where I wasn't working six Mm -hmm. months, which is a long time. And I got pretty much nothing accomplished in my creative endeavors. Right. Um, I don't know if it was that I had too much time or I, I don't know. I was lazy and, fear of failure and all of that. Um, no, there's definitely something to like, um, when you don't have work or whenever you're not busy, not being able to be productive in other facets of your life, because I've had the same thing happen where it's like the busier I am at work, the more productive I am. And the more like I'm able to actually like want to do something else. Yeah, I mean, it makes you have to prioritize your time. Totally. Whereas when you have all the time, it's too much. <laughs> it is. It's too it is. Much. And it, like, and the days, and the days just fall away. I mean, it's really so do. I'm like, what is happening? How is it, you know, at the end of it, I was like, how is this six months later? And I got nothing I done, um, but I've come to a point where I know a hundred percent. I do not want the nine to five life. So I've had to tell right. myself, I haven't yet picked the, number of months but i'm gonna pick a number of months from now 
Yeah. And if I have not made any progress towards what I'm doing, if I had not made any dollars for myself, mm-hmm. I'm giving this up and I'm going to find a nine to five that will pay me well because I don't want to live on minimum wage anymore. Right. Like it is so stressful. Um, yeah, totally. So that's, that's my motivating factor is looking ahead to that because mm-hmm. Thinking about that, like really sitting down and really thinking about it and thinking about going in every day to a nine to five makes me want to throw up. Yeah. And so <laughs> so that's, hopefully that's enough motivation. Yeah, that's that's the only way that I can push myself to yeah. do these things, which is why I ran that Instagram ad for photography, because it was mm-hmm. just this thing where I don't. The Instagram ad kind of stresses me out because I'm like, I'm basically just throwing money out into the world and hoping that it lands somewhere and I get return on it. Uh, And that's very stressful. But I also know if I don't take that shot, I'm going to regret it. And then I might end up having to go work a nine to five. And that, like I said, makes me want to throw up. Right. And I'm not even I'm not even saying like, oh, well then I could go manage a restaurant or something. Like, nope. It has to be I go right. into an office where I have yeah. set hours because I want to be home when Matt's totally. here. You know, I don't I don't want to keep this restaurant schedule life. But yeah, I just I don't I don't want to keep that crazy schedule where it's opposite and he's working at during the day and I work at night and then, you know, who knows what restaurant I would end up at and what if they close at midnight and then I'm home at right. two in the morning. I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I feel personally I'm too old for that. My yeah. body does not like it. Um, Not too old as in that's not a job for people my age, but just like physically, yeah, I can't handle it. I mean, you've been doing it for a long time. A long time. The like, the like alternative schedule of a like – food industry worker is, I mean, it is grading and people, it's so, it's so funny. Like my girlfriend and I talk about, um, like the pros and cons of our jobs all the time. And it's like, it's like I said, the grass is always greener. I am like, wow, it must be so liberating to work (laughs) Monday through Friday from eight to five. And she's (laughs) like, it must be so liberating to sleep until 10. And I'm like, no, it's actually, it actually hurts yeah. <laughs> because yeah. then I don't have, like our free time is just, it's never synced up. And it's just like, that's why I want that stability. But I could also see that that would be like really hard for some people. Yeah. So it's like, how do you, how, how do you, I mean, when, when is it ever going to be, when is it, when are you ever going to be satisfied with what you're doing? And the only way I can do that is creatively. So it's right. like, yeah, I mean, if you find a way to, you know, go into your nine to five and make a steady income and feel comfortable. And then you have your time at night or on the weekends to pursue creativity and have it like come easier because it does when you have, when you like free up brain power right. to, I mean, cause a lot, not all, but a lot of nine to fives are pretty mundane yes. and repetitive yeah. and you can kind of do it in your sleep sort of thing. It's right. like, um, it's like folding napkins at work. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's kind not of. just repetitive motion work where you're like, yeah, okay. I got the hang of this. It's like working at Starbucks. I could do that in my sleep. Right. 
Yeah. And you can like, it, it like frees up enough to where you can actually think about like, Oh, what do I, what do I want to do this evening? What do I want to do? Yeah. Like, and I feel like right now I don't have that because it is like different things are happening all the time, which is exciting, but, um, it can be, it can be hard to feel like you're never getting any time to yourself to like think through your creative endeavors. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I usually let people prepare for this, and I'm sorry that I didn't let you prepare for this, but do you have any advice for those out there who are kind of, let's say, in the same situation that you yourself are in? What advice do you have for people? Like, specifically that have a podcast or just that are, like, trying to pursue creative things on the side? Yeah, just trying to do some creativity on the side. I mean, like my biggest piece of advice is something that I didn't learn for a long time, which is that like, you have to know yourself, you have to know how you work. Um, that could be like, uh, like I know I only can get something done if it's at night or I know that I need to wake up really early to be productive or, um, you know, I know that I need these three things to like start my day to be able to like get it going. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to know yourself. Like for me personally, I know that I have to, um, like schedule out blocks of time. I have to say, this is when I'm going to be editing this podcast or Mm -hmm. else it will sit there for three months. I mean, yeah, it really will. And so like, it, that I'm not saying that works for everyone because some people are just like, Oh, I guess I'm just going to do this now. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm not going to do that. I have to schedule it out. Um, I know that accountability motivates me. So whether that's just telling my girlfriend, like, Hey, make sure I do this this week. Or whether that is like going to Caitlin and saying like, we need to meet so that I can like get my life back on track. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's like a really vague thing, but like know yourself, know what works for you. Yeah. I think that is fantastic advice and not, and not enough people talk about that and bring attention to it. There's so, there's so much out there on the internet of people sharing what works for them. And I think that that's fantastic. It's really great. But I think that it gives people this idea that they have to do what that person does. Right. Especially if it's someone in the field that they want to go into, like say right. it's a photographer and they have this certain set of things that they do every day and this time that they do it in and all this. And it can be really tempting to try to adopt that method. Mm-hmm. But like you're saying, you have to know yourself because everyone's different. And like we yeah. have just talked about here in this interview and before, although we're both creatives and we both have a podcast, we work very differently and we want different things and we're going yeah. about that in different ways. And that's okay. We're still yeah. both making it happen and we both know what works for us. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to do. And, uh, you yeah. know, it's not, I'm not leaving this conversation being like, okay, well, I need to go find right. a nine to five so that I can free up, right. you know, all this time. And you're not like, I need to not find a nine to five because (laughs) they're gross. Like, yeah, because that's what I think. That's not what you think. And that's fine. I mean, it's creativity. It doesn't like fit into a box. You can't make, you can't make it happen. Everyone is unique. Yes. And you should like the, the, like a recent thing that I found is like, it's great that somebody tells me what works for them, but instead of 
like you said, wholesale adopting that, take that inspiration in that that person found what works for them. And it might be really hard for you to find what works for you, but you have to try it. Like you just have to like go out there and say, okay, I'm going to, for the next few weeks, I'm going to try something different every day until one of them sticks. Right. Right. And I think that's another good point. Um, which another thing made me think of this a second ago, how, yes, we identify as creatives and yes, work that we do is creative, but at the same time, we know that we have to have structure to what we're doing and a plan. And it's not just when inspiration strikes or motivation hits, you're going to do it because we both know that that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And I feel I know for a long time I felt like if I wasn't inspired and I didn't feel motivated, then I shouldn't do it. Right. Which is, I, I, I I don't even know where that came from. I don't know why I thought that, but I, I legitimately felt like it was kind of wrong to do something creative when I wasn't inspired or motivated. Right. Which is so backwards because creativity, like the more, the more you exercise your creativity, the more creative you are. Right. It's just like anything else. It's any other kind of skill set. The more you practice it and use it, the better you are at it. Right. So for everyone out there, if you were like me and thought or think that you have to wait for inspiration to strike or motivation to hit, get that thought out of your brain because it's not right. It's not right. You sit down and you get to work. Yep. You just get to work because it is work. Creati- I mean, it's creative, but it's work. Right. All right. That's all we got time for today. Um, I really enjoyed this format of this more conversational um, type interview slash not interview slash just conversation with my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, those of you listening out there, if you liked this, let me know if you prefer the other uh, format let me know that i may or may not listen to you but <laughs> i like knowing what people think about it feedback's good feedback is great um bryce we should meet for real yes maybe get an adult beverage maybe um, i really appreciate you having me here yeah i really appreciate you doing this and yeah. carving time out twice because the first time i had to cancel on you because i was sick that's okay. Waiting for me to overcome my technical difficulties for <laughs> like the first 20 <laughs> minutes. Hey, it happens, guys. You plan things and then they mess up and you got to just roll with it. Yeah, you do. Instead of just giving up and quitting and being like, I'm going to go hide. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of how I felt when it happened. Anyway, okay. It's Friday night. Go enjoy whatever it is you're going to do. I don't cool. know. <laughs> I'll be um, pretty steadily making sure that you're like keeping up with the editing of this episode. <laughs> like every <laughs> so day, these, is it done yet? <laughs> these fine people can hear it soon. That would be great because if you don't, it might be <laughs> July before this gets up. And for some context, it is January right now. <laughs> yeah, will that hold you accountable if I make it really clear? Like, <laughs> yeah, actually, it will. <laughs> It's like mid-January, and if you're listening to this, like, <laughs> if it gets posted anytime after, I don't know, what, like, February 1st, then we have a real problem. Problem. <laughs> then I have failed 
on all accounts. <laughs> hey, but don't be scared of failing. Make no, you stronger. I mean, <laughs> what, what are you really going to do about it? Really? <laughs> but I, I probably will be more, way more likely to actually get this done by that because you said that. So thanks. <laughs> yeah, no problem. All right. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you. I will probably not see you at work, but I'll talk to you later. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat, Sleep, Create, my podcast for creative entrepreneurs who need encouragement, motivation, and inspiration. Be sure to check back every Monday for new episodes. And hey, if you have a few minutes, I would love if you would leave a review. We'll see you next week.